to On the Block with Stricken Bar on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Strick and Bach, the ticket water cooler portion of the show as we wrap things up here for that portion of the show. I'm Jake Bachman. He is Big Sky. Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet Eric Strickland set to join us here at the top of the hour. And then at 525, Bruce Chubbick, former Husker uh, basketball player as well, will join us. So plenty more to get through throughout the show uh, here on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, I did see this. This was kind of going around yesterday. People pretty excited about a music festival in Vegas uh, because it would take them back to maybe their teenage angst sort of days. Paramore and My Chemical Romance headlining a Las Vegas festival entitled When We Were Young. Um, does that entice you at all, Big Sky? Or are you too, are you too young for that one? I, I I know both of those bands, and I've heard plenty of Paramore songs before. Uh, but Paramore's changed their their style a little bit. They're a little bit more like pop pop punk than like emo punk. Yeah. So I mean, they've I'd been be, around for a long time. I would though. go to listen to I would listen to Paramore. You'd go just but I'm not Paramore. like a huge Paramore fan. <laughs> it almost has to be like a a pretty quick drive. You wouldn't go to Vegas for this. It, no, 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 no. There, My, there, there, are, there are other festivals that I would much rather prefer to go to. There's one festival yeah. that's going to be in Indianapolis this summer that has a number of bands that I, I like. It's like all of the weird alternative bands that I like, and I'm just like, that would be like the one festival I'd want to go to in my entire life. You should go to a festival. I've never had been to one before until a couple of years ago, which uh, was a little bit, you know, I think you should probably go when you're younger, but I, I was a little bit older, but I still went and had a lot of fun actually in Vegas uh, for the EDC festival. That was a lot of fun. Um, but uh, this one's kind of interesting. If, if you got <laughs> my chemical romance, um, I always kind of want to go to one of those concerts, especially because they were so, um, they're so like emo and so kind of whiny back in the day, and now they've had to grow up. It's been like twenty years. So what do they look like now? Um, my my sister actually went to a Hawthorne Heights uh, concert, which was they're very much an emo band um, a couple of years ago, and and she thought it was funny because they they did they kind of came out and said you know we have jobs now and we have kids so we got to go home. So they kind of ended the concert early, and it wasn't it wasn't like um, you know it wasn't like you know back in the day where you just our parents don't understand you know that sort of thing so it's just kind of funny um, but a lot of people are excited about that concert I, I always find this interesting would you go to the same concert uh twice some people like to go to like they'll be like i saw the stones 13 times i i t- for me i just really just would like to see them once if they come out with a new obviously they're going to whatever band it is would be um promoting their latest music so if there's just an absolute banger of a uh, of a of a set list you know a new one then maybe i'd like to go see the, the band again or maybe there's just i don't know maybe you had some terrible experience the first time or you want to relive it with a new partner or something like that i'm not really sure but uh, i i just i i think that's interesting among um uh, among concert goers that a lot of people like to see the same band several times. I just, I, I'd like to see new things myself. I've only been to like one real legit concert in my entire life. And that was Mumford and Sons in Milwaukee. And that's my favorite band ever. And at the concert, I was like, I want to go again. I want to go. Oh yeah. Again. You would, you so, would yeah, buy again. Absolutely. I would go to an, a, a Mumford and Sons concert again. That was, <laughs> that was probably the most fun uh, night I've ever had. My brother and I are both huge, uh, huge fans of Mumford and Sons. So uh, we were both there just, in the Pfizer Forum, brand new, brand new NBA arena. Oh yeah, and it was just, 
I, I, I'm trying really hard to not use Gen Z slang right now, but it was really, it was just really fun. <laughs> oh, you can go ahead and use it all. I can, I can know what I'm you're not, talking I'm about. Not, I, 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 I got through it, so it's all good. <laughs> okay. I actually went to a concert in Milwaukee, too. It was like a Rock the Vote concert or something back in 2008, maybe. Either way, it was, uh, it was, uh, that's a sneakily good city. I, I don't know why. It was just felt very welcoming. I didn't, I didn't explore it too much. I mostly just went to the concert and just kind of hung out there for a day. But uh, it seemed just very nice. Well, Milwaukee, uh, as a uh, tourist destination, is really benefiting from down uh, urban gentrification. So, yes, it's absolutely a super enjoyable place to go walk around. They've really put a lot of money into like the Riverside area and their downtown area right around the arena. So, and yeah, I, I, I think that's where my brother went to college. So oh, okay. I've been to Milwaukee a couple of times, and it's just a really fun area. And it, the sports are happening right now. The Brewers are pretty relevant. Uh, they they make the playoffs now. Uh, the Bucks are defending a title. You know, hockey to speak of, and the Green Bay Packers are the best team in the NFL. So, well, <laughs> yeah, they have the number one seed, uh, and, and, they're, they're and they the, have the best record. They're the favorite. Don't get me wrong; they are. This just is a very interesting time to make that claim, as they obviously have to to fight for it here in the next couple of weeks. Um, a couple a response off the text line: Somebody doesn't like Mumford and Sons, so I'll just let let you know that. Uh, also, I, I under, it's an acquired taste, and <laughs> it, it's like it's like wine. You you can enjoy your truly music, but I'll enjoy my nice <laughs> my nice fine wine music dylan says i've seen tech nine seven times See, that's what i'm talking about what especially with tech nine no i i, I like tech nine sure enough but he sounds the same as he has <laughs> like every song basically sounds the same you're putting too the much stones pretty similar you're putting too much emphasis on the music and not the experience bach yeah maybe it it's, it's the experience it's going in in, in ha- like just living it for the, for that night i've still never made it to a tech nine concert because he comes around like every year like three times it feels like he's like he's always touring the midwest obviously and i just feel like i always have my like next time i'll go or something I, i'm gonna be real honest i have no idea who that is so. uh, it's yeah it's just like a midwest rapper oh, okay <laughs> uh, from kansas city but um uh, maybe if the if the chiefs start getting going then i'll go listen to it um somebody asked do you listen to a song more than once yeah i listen to the same song I listen to like four or five songs on repeat, and then I'll eventually shuffle them out and listen to new songs on repeat. Um, but uh, but what refuses to go have those same songs performed live <laughs> in a funny environment? It'd just be weird, like com- like comparing um, th- like that song between each concert. Like it was better then. Was it worth more money the second time? I don't know. I just for me, I'm all about new experiences. I'm more about um, trying new things rather than uh, finding something you like and, and sticking to it. I suppose. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not good. We'll get better to, tickets. To go to more concerts, but I, I I don't see why you just rule out a, a, a going to the same band again because you've already seen them once. Unless, but maybe unless twice. they were really bad. Maybe twice, but there's people that go like 13 times or any time that that band is within like a. Hundred mile radius there at the concert. I just I don't I don't get it. I'm just gonna go out and say maybe you've just never experienced an amazing concert before. You, oh, you've, I've experienced you've, amazing. You've, concerts. you've experienced good concerts, but clearly none that have have truly shown you that they're worth going to more than more than <laughs> twice. Yeah, maybe that's the case. I did. I always say I had this uh, great experience with Scott Stepp, not Creed, but Scott Stepp, um, when uh, 
he came to Lincoln, and there were th- it wasn't that crowded of a concert, so I was able to go like to the third row uh, with Lanny. Actually, he used to work here and just scream Scott Stapp co- songs with him, uh, Creed songs from the '80s, and of course everybody knows those songs, so it was pretty cool. Um, uh, I would want to get to this too. Uh, this is a sports station, after all. Uh, eventually, we do, we, or occasionally, I should say, we diverge from sports, but I'm honestly not very good at it, so uh, I don't do it very often. But I'm, I'm trying to blend it in a little bit more, um, especially in the off season. It'll be a long offseason if I just try uh, to keep the sports thing going for, for a long time. Um, but there's somebody on the text line that says, why don't you guys quit t- twiddling your thumbs and get the Casey Thompson for Heisman campaign going already? I, uh, I, I think if you want to get that plane off the ground, I am not a, your co-pilot for that. <laughs> oh, you're not the guy? I, I might be sabotaging the plane. <laughs> you're pretty out on this whole Husker experiment in the fifth year, aren't you? The Scott Frost experiment? No, I, it's just that's way too much Kool-Aid. That, that plane is I mean, powered yeah, solely would... on Kool-Aid, yeah. so I, I can't it's it's directly against my nature to to support that. Do you, but you but like I say anything positive about if, the if program get, and you call it Kool Aid. Sometimes if we get, if good fi- things can happen. If we get five games of the season, then he's clearly the best player in the country. Absolutely, let's let's get that thing going. <laughs> but before he's even is he even in Lincoln yet? Well, he has to be because class has started today. But yeah, he's been in Lincoln probably less than a week. Let's calm down on the Heisman talk. Are you talking about the Big 12's leader in passing touchdowns last year? He threw nine interceptions, only twenty-four touchdowns. Let's <laughs> calm down, Bach. Let's say only twenty-four touchdowns that led the Big Twelve. Joe Burrow threw sixty in one season. Joe Burrow is pretty special now. Hold up, yeah, a Heisman, <laughs> Heisman special. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Casey Thompson's quite up there for the Heisman yet, but we'll see. He was asked. Uh, Husker Online did a really good interview with him, and they kind of asked him because he has two years of eligibility. What was the plan? And the plan is for those two years. But if he blows up, then he'll reconsider. I mean, if he has a great year, uh, he might head off early. Uh, speaking of college football, Gary Patterson, of course, one of the best coaches over the last 25 years or so, um, kind of mutually agreed to separate with TCU, which means uh, TCU was kind of forcing him out. But at the time, uh, separated midseason with the program. Now he's uh, taking on a role with the Texas program, who he's actually beaten six out of the last seven years at TCU in an off-field role as special assistant to the head coach. Will this make a difference for the Texas program? And do these moves ever make a difference? Unless you get like the guy on the field in a coaching role, um, I don't feel like you, you can get the Gary Patterson rub just by talking to him once in a while. And, and, and maybe you can, but you would be getting the same thing without giving him a little special assistant to the head coach role. I you know I kind of like the uh, the the role actually because it's not it's not it's going to prevent a too many cooks in the kitchen sort of environment down on the field and Gary Patterson is a guy who's been around the Big Twelve since TCU joined and so he knows that conference better than probably Steve Sarkeesian does and clearly he knows the Texas program well because he's beat them six of the last eleven times they've played so I, I like bringing in a guy who has that veteran experience he's got a lot of respect around the conference and that's going to be a guy that can that's going to have plenty of advice for Steve Sarkeesian on how to build a successful program and a successful program in the state of Texas. So I, I think it's a really smart move by Texas. Uh, for Gary Patterson, I feel like he probably could have got a head coaching job somewhere. If he, It seems like he probably I, didn't want it if, if, if this is what he took. If uh, if this is what it, Since this is what he took, he's probably looking to get a better head coaching position than he probably would have gotten this year by staying out of the pool for a year and letting uh, you know history – sweeten sweeten his resume a little bit by people looking back and saying you know he wasn't as bad as we thought he was and also you know hopefully trying to be affiliate affiliated with a successful texas program or he's just looking to slowly drift into retirement kind of you know keep working but not 
as hard as a head coach has to. Yeah, I think that's probably that's how I read it. I mean, he's he's 61, um, but it, it could be that that case too, where he's just kind of taking the year off as far full time head coach and want to jump back in. And we'll have to see. And in, in a lot of it, sometimes it's just those guys don't know. You know, it's kind of all they've known is being a head coach at TCU for however long, and now um, he's kind of got to find something else to do. Does he want to take on that head coach responsibility somewhere? Um, and obviously, like you're saying, I mean, if if he does. Um, eventually want to get back into it. He'd be one of the top names on the market. Um, maybe. I mean, I think you'd have to kind of uh, to look through kind of went wrong there at TCU in the latter half of uh, the season last year. Well, not latter half, actually the first half of the season. Um, as as if you remember, they actually re- the the game after they replaced him, Jerry Kill led them to a big upset victory. Um, but in any case, TCU uh, did not have a good season. Gary Patterson out there. It just makes you wonder. I mean, would you would you be okay? I mean, how much would you think Nebraska would? benefit from bringing back Frank Solage or Tom Osborne and into a special assistant to the head coach off-field role. Do you think that would do it? Would that do anything for you? It's just it's well, they, too far gone. They haven't been at Nebraska in a while, so I yeah. think I think the fact that Gary Patterson was just coaching a team in Texas in the Big 12 and and having success against the program he's getting a job at, absolutely. Maybe maybe one of uh maybe Nebraska doesn't really have somebody that fits that mold right now. But if they did, I would be completely fine with it. Maybe Kirk Ferentz wants a job if he gets uh, let, mutually <laughs> greased to part ways with Iowa. Maybe we can get him in here. We've been helping Kirk Ferentz get raises, so maybe he does owe us a little bit of something when he's done there at Iowa. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. I don't. I don't think it's a bad role. I think it's. It's kind of. It, it's. It's. It, like you said, there's a lot of stuff that you could see as potential there. But it's just usually these things don't take off it's usually just another guy around the office or around the program it's cool enough and, and probably should help recruiting right I mean that's a big name in the state of Texas but um it just usually never works out and so I'll, I'll be interested to see if this thing's any different I feel like it's hard to measure the impact that these kinds of roles have so I, I don't what do you mean it usually fails well, just kind of going back to Mike Riley, I mean, they were bringing anybody that's had any football experience around the team, right? And in these off-field roles or, you know, and it did, like you said, kind of just led to this too many chefs in the kitchen type of approach of, well, yeah, everybody knows football, but nobody seems to have a rank higher than the next guy. And I, and I get it. I mean, Gary Patterson's not going to ask for, you know, to be a higher rank than Steve Sarkeesian, um, but... I, I just I I don't know I just I rarely see these little these roles that aren't coaching roles seem to make a big difference and lead to um, a whole lot of success or another job around the corner. I don't think that they're meant to be a huge boon to the on-field product, but I certainly think that just any impact that is positive would make this a worthwhile endeavor for both parties. Yeah, well, we'll be cheering against them either way because they're the Texas Longhorns, so we hope that it doesn't work out for either parties. But uh, I do like Gary Patterson, so hopefully he'll just eh, maybe quit that job after you and go somewhere else. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. On the other side of that break will be Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet, and we'll break into some of that Casey Thompson Heisman hype. Well, not the Heisman hype necessarily, but uh, he did, like I said, have that interview with Husker Online. It was very interesting that he said he loved Whipple's offense, the aspect of it that they pass quite a bit. Um, I'm paraphrasing there a bit, but that's what we're getting into. Are we ready for a pass-happy offense here in Lincoln next year? We'll talk about that next here on On the Block.